Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Plain Hooky Bowfishing Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cody. Well, I know uh, last week I said we were going to have a guest on here chatting about fall bowfishing. Um, and man, it is just super tough to line up schedules lately. Um, just about everybody that, uh, I'm talking to is, you know, spending all their free time out in a deer stand or in a duck blind. And so, um, it'll just be me again here tonight, but, uh, I did run quite a few trips this fall. I just ran my last one here, uh, this past weekend. And, uh, so I'll give, uh, you know, at least what I've experienced out there and where I was finding fish. Um, granted I'm in Minnesota and so it's probably a little different for some of you other folks in different areas, but for the most part, um, everything's going to be about the same, you know, carp are warm water fish and they want to be in the warm water. And so basically if you find that, that's where you're going to find your fish. So we're going to just jump right into it and start, uh, start diving down this fall bow fishing, uh, rabbit hole here. So in the fall, as the water temps start to cool down, um, a a few different things happen. A lot of the bait fish for like your gar and stuff, a lot of your bait fish are going to start packing up in uh, bigger schools and pushing into the shallows right away. Um, there were a lot of the bait fish spawn in the fall. And so they're kind of all grouping up and getting shallow and stuff. And so your gar are going to be wherever those bait fish are most of the time. So really that's a lot of driving around with your, with your sonar on and, uh, you know, seeing where these big schools of bait fish are. Um, we've been finding a lot of them up on the sand. Um, any place where you can find sand and patchy weeds, um, there's just a ton of bait in there right now. And, uh, so that's where you, you kind of want to look for that. Like I said earlier, carp are a really a warm water fish and they don't really enjoy being cold. And so wherever you can find the warmest water, that's where you're most likely going to find the carp. And again, you're going to want to be using your sonar and checking the water temp. Um, basically, I mean, even a degree difference is is going to be enough to, you know, put fish in one spot versus another spot. So for us, kind of like where all the bait is on the sand and in the in the weeds, the mixed weeds in there, that's a lot of where the warmest water is. And so that's where all of our carp are, are being located, right? So all these big sandy flats that get, especially after a sunny day, you know, it heats up there. Then right when that sun goes down, those fish are in there because it's the warmest part of that body water. Um, you know, it's not kind of like the all night steady action that you'd see in the summertime, because as the the temperature gets colder at night, those shallow water sandy areas cool down quite a bit quicker. So you're kind of limited to the first few hours of the night on that sandy stuff. And then everything after that is either going to go deep or it's going to go into like the thickest 
warmest weeds, right? And you can, I mean, even right away in the night, those thick weeds are going to be good places to check. And I'm talking like places, you know, with all this, um, it's kind of like, uh, like algae, mossy, grassy, just, I mean, it just looks like garbage, but it, it underneath of it, it holds so much heat that you'll find a decent amount of fish in there. Um, and then if you can combine that with like cattails, you know, or like thick grass like that, that they can still get into that, that stuff holds heat too. I mean, for those of you that duck hunt, you guys have probably seen it where you pull up into your spot where you're going to duck hunt and you go into some cattails and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of fish bust, bust out of there. Um, those fish will, will go in there, you know, this time of year and seek the heat that's in there. Um, so yeah, if you can find these, you know, really thick weedy spots, um, you can, I mean, these fish will be in there for quite a while. Eventually they all just kind of leave those areas and go deep, but we still probably have another, at least half of a month, at least where I'm at, where you could get on that, that kind of a a shoot, you know, busting through these weeds. Um, And like I said, too, the sand is going to play as well for those first couple hours in the night. Just depends on how cold it's getting at night, too, right? If it's pretty warm during the day and then it just drops like a rock the second the sun goes down, you know, it'll be less than a couple hours, I'm sure. But just kind of depends on the night. But uh, the thing, one of the things that makes it difficult this time of year is when you get, you know, a pretty warm day and your water temp is still kind of warm because our water temps up here are still kind of warm, right? Um, They're not, our air temperatures are starting to cool down, but the water temp's kind of holding where it's at. But when you get these really, really cool nights, like we've had a couple nights up here that are getting down into the 30s, when it's dropping that much, you get a ton of fog on the water, right? You guys have all seen it. Even in the summertime, if it cools down a little bit, you get a little bit of fog. But when you get those big, giant temp drops at nighttime, it's more than just a little fog. It's it's so much fog, just a huge blanket and you can't see two feet in front of you, right? And so, you know, your lights are are not getting into the water enough. And there's so much fog on the water that you can't see into the water, really. We were just out the other night and had this exact thing happen to us. I was scouting for a trip, and the temperature just dropped like a rock right when the sun went down. And so we were out there... And it just eventually got so foggy that we couldn't see, you know, we, we knew we were in areas where there was fish because occasionally in the, in the in-between of the fog, we could see a cloud or a wake here and there. But for the most part, we just couldn't see anything because of that, that fog coming on the water. So that's kind of the difficult thing about this time of year. Um, eventually... Once the water kind of catches up to the air temp and they're getting closer to the same and it get, it'll, it'll be cold, but you know, they'll be close to the same. Then you won't see that fog as much and 
you know, then then those really warm days where you get those really random warm sunny days in in the fall, those will play really well because that sand will heat up quite a bit and you can go out at night then that night and the water temp isn't going to be super warm like it was. It'll be similar to the air temp, but it warmed up enough during the day to move the fish in there. And so you can get on some some pretty cool shoots. That's that's usually further into October for us up here anyway, um, when you can start to see that happening. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the cool things about this time of year um, is the the chances you have for big fish, right? I I don't know exactly what what makes this happen, but when it's this colder fall weather and you're not seeing the numbers of fish that you are during the summertime, you you start seeing the ones that you do start seeing are big, right? I mean, a couple of the commons we rolled up on the other night like looked like springtime, you know, full belly commons. And I don't know what pushes them up shallow when it gets really, really cold like this, but they're there. That's one of the fun things about bow fishing this time of year is the chances that you have at, at some of these really, really big fish. Um, I know you can get that in the spring too, but if you just like really got the itch right now, um, to get out and bow fish, I mean, you definitely have some, some good opportunities at big ones. So, um, kind of a fun thing. And, uh, you know, it's also a good time just to, you know, you might, you might feel like, oh yeah, you know, the season's done. We'll wait till spring. Well, we all know what happens. We get a couple of months into winter and then we're like, man, I just want to go back out. Kind of wish I would have gone out more last season. And so it's like, you know, you might as well just get out one or two more times. It might be really cold. You might have to bundle up. You probably won't see as many fish as you usually do, but it might be nice just to get back out one or two more times before you can't get out for several months, you know, especially if you can get on some of these really big fish. It's it's super fun. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, guys, it's going to be a short one. Uh, I apologize for that. I also don't know how many of you even are wanting to listen to a bow fishing podcast right now when we're in hunting mode, but... I'm still going to keep putting them out, you know, every other week I, I committed to the schedule and I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, um, I will say everybody, um, as we, uh, you know, end this season and, and begin to start a new one here in a few months, um, I, uh, I had a few folks reach out to me about tournaments that they're going to be putting on in 2023. Um, this podcast is a great way to promote your tournament. Um, would love to have you on to, to talk about what you got going on, try and get more folks down to your tournament. Um, so yeah, just feel free to reach out to me here. You know, I mean, as, as you get closer, it, I will say it's hard to, schedule something if you're reaching out really last minute and it's probably not going to help you that much if you are reaching out you know like two weeks before your tournament 
But if we can get you on here at least a month in advance, probably even more, to talk about a tournament that you're putting on, um, that way we'll be able to schedule a time that works for for everybody and it'll probably pull more people into your tournament if you have more time to uh, get on here and talk about it and more time for people to register. So yeah, just feel free to reach out to me if you want to promote that. I uh, would love to help you out with that. We can we can talk details. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Also this winter, everybody, uh, be on the lookout for... Um, some some new things happening okay I don't want to give too much away but there's a couple of things I don't know if I'm going to wait until 2023 right at the beginning of 2023 or if I want to start right at the end here of 2022 but uh I'll just say that there's some new some new stuff coming okay there's some there's some surprises so uh keep listening keep listening and and uh well, you, you'll see. You'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, uh, again, everybody, thanks for, for tuning in uh, when we ha- when we release these podcasts. Um, yeah, like I said, I know it's not necessarily on the front of our mind right now, bowfishing, but, uh, you know, it's uh, I can always talk bowfishing no matter what time of year it is. So, um, And I like listening to podcasts about it, too. So, yeah. Thank you all for uh, for tuning in and catch you on the next one.